Welcome to Holy Savior Sermons, bringing you the weekend sermons given at Holy Savior Church. Well, this morning we continue our series, God and Money. I know again that often makes people cringe. We talk about money in church, but we talk about God and money because our relationship with God and money can be an opportunity for us to grow in Jesus and share His love. So we have these past two weeks, you know, talked about God and money and our relationship with both God and money. We had two words that were key for us as we kicked off this series that run throughout this series. Those two key words are willing and able. Willing and able. Sometimes we are willing, sometimes we are able, sometimes we are willing and able. Again, defining willing. Willing means that, you know, we have the desire to, the commitment to do something Able means we have the resources, the skills, you know, to do something. And sometimes, sometimes we are both willing and able, and things happen. And then this past week, we talked about how money is a good thing. Money is a good thing for security, for happiness, and for fulfillment. But God offers something better. God offers peace, love, and peace, joy, love. I got the order wrong. Peace, joy, love. I'm going to bring that thing there for a second. What God offers is better. And if you missed out on any of the past sermons, you can always go to holycv.org and click on the YouTube page. You can watch the entire service if you want. You can also, on that same webpage, find a link to our podcast, listen to the sermon, or a way to maybe to catch up or review what we've covered. But again, today, we're in God and money because, again, God and money, our relationship with God and money provides an opportunity for us to grow in Jesus and share His love. And that's what we're all about here at Holy Savior. It's helping to guide one another in growing in Jesus and sharing His love. So we talk about growing in Jesus and sharing His love and think about God and money. You know, over, um, well, I'll say this. I love words. I don't know how many of you like words. A few of you do. You know, you can't get very far without any words. Now, but what, I, what I really mean is, I mean, I, I love words. I love knowing words and seeing how words are used. And over the last several years, certain words that have been part of a vocabulary that have in the last couple of years kind of crept up to the top. They've come up a lot, like the word unprecedented. Have you heard that word before? Maybe a little more recently? That was an unprecedented behavior. These, you know, these events are what? Unprecedented. Like, they've never happened like this before. And connected to that word is the word unparalleled. No longer is this paralleled, it's unparalleled, which just means it's wonky. And you think about the things that have unfolded, you know, in our world this last several years between COVID and conflict and money, things are kind of unparalleled. They're kind of just wonky. And then there's this other word that I think has kind of crept into our vocabulary. Again, it's, it's been there. It's just it's really crept up to the top. And this word is uncertain. Have you ever felt uncertain before? Yeah, some of you are like, yeah. I mean, we've all felt uncertain. I have felt uncertain. Sometimes I'm less uncertain than I am in other times. But that sense of uncertainty. And this is how we define uncertainty. Uncertainty is not able to be relied on. 
this is like a tongue twister, not able to be relied on, not known or definite, an uncertain future. Well, think about that just for a moment. The things that are uncertain in our world right now. I mean, I don't know about you. I'm uncertain. As devastating and as terrible as the war is with Russia against Ukraine, I'm uncertain that it will be contained within those borders. That it may just easily spill out and become, yeah, a bigger, messier, scarier thing that just makes us feel uncertain. And when we feel uncertain, we often feel uneasy. Or as I think about, you know, finances and money as we're, you know, dealing with some inflation in our economy. And I'm uncertain. Should I go gas up today because gas prices might go up on Monday? Or should I wait and maybe gas prices will start to go down and I can just, you know, go for a few more days coasting on fumes? I'm uncertain, like, you know, what should I buy at the grocery store because I used to buy this, but things are more expensive. And, you know, uncertainty with finances and money is a big part of our lives. I mean, some of us have been there at different times. Sometimes that uncertainty is because maybe we're a young couple, we're just starting out. But we've been there before, you know, when you really were just hoping things would, you know, have just enough in the bank. Or maybe you're on the opposite end just starting out. You're in retirement, but you're looking at your investments, which are part of your retirement, and they're going like this, and you think, I'm uncertain that things are going to last. Or I'm uncertain that I have enough put aside. I read an article uh, Friday afternoon about a guy who's about my age, a little bit older, and he's going to have to retire earlier because of some medical reasons, but he's uncertain that he has enough money for him and his wife to live okay until maybe their mid-80s or 90s because the likelihood is many of us will live that long. Life is full of uncertainty. I mean, to be human means that we deal with uncertainty in life. Yet in this midst of this uncertainty, God speaks to us. In the midst of the uncertainty, the unparalleled, the unprecedented in our lives, in our world today, yesterday, tomorrow, God speaks words to you and me. We hear those words in Psalm 46, and we'll get to that in just a few moments. As we think about this psalm here, the thing I want you to think about now is I want you just to pause. You know, in, in, in the Psalms, there's this word called selah. It's a Hebrew word. And the best we can figure out that this word means, selah, means to pause, means to reflect. Shows up three times in this psalm. Three times that this song that is sung, that God's people were challenged to simply pause and reflect on these words. So before we get there, I want you to take out your hand, a little exercise, wiggle your fingers, finger exercises. Now you can say, I worked out today. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> Now, with your hand, I want you to think about the things that you're uncertain about, the things that concern you right now. Think about the things that concern you. What is one thing that concerns you? You don't have to shout it out, but just think about some things that may concern you. I mean, maybe you're concerned about, well, I mean, Ukraine. You're concerned about the people's well-being. And, and you're concerned maybe, you know, that this may creep over into NATO, which means that we're going to be involved. And uh, there's a lot of uncertainty and angst about that. Maybe you're uncertain you know, that you will have enough to, you know, make it with your paycheck, with finance, especially as things get more expensive. Maybe money was already tight and debt was already overwhelming, but now you're a little more uncertain. Maybe you're uncertain about, you know, what your future holds. 
You know, what does my life look like in the next couple of years? What does my health look like? You're uncertain because you're looking at your kids and you're wondering, how are they going to grow up? What kind of world are they going to grow up in? Or if they are adults and you're already... Does, what does it mean when your kids are adults? You're old. <laughs> my, my kids are adults. So um, that you, you kind of wonder, what does that mean for them? What is the uncertainty there? Maybe the uncertainty is, I don't know, fill in the blank. What are the five things that you just feel really, the first things that pop in your head that you say, these are the things I'm uncertain about? Maybe you don't have five, maybe you only have three. So here's what I want you to do real quick. You, got your, you put your hands down. This is... This is this is morning calisthenics, sermon calisthenics. Okay, now, take the five things that you think of. There's only three that's okay, too. Just hold two because you're not thinking of them right now, but they're there. Okay, so five things you're uncertain. Take it, clench your fists, hold on to those uncertainties. Get to hold on to those tight, you know, because we do that. We tend to hold on to those. So the reason we hold on to money the way you hold on to money, because I would bet almost all of us, there's some aspect or another, money is a part of that uncertainty. Just pausing for a second, make sure everyone's got their, their grip on this. Because some of you look like you let go. Uh, you can't do that. It's the power of being up front. You say, this is what you got to do. All right, you're holding on to those. You're holding on to those uncertainties. You know, and, and so in the midst of this world that we live in, we live with uncertainties. Sometimes we really feel the tension of those uncertainties. Sometimes not so much. But again, over the last several years especially, I would think most of us with the unprecedented the unparalleled uncertainties of life, we've continued to pivot and change. And it's so easy to hold on to those and just be anxious, to be worried and overwhelmed. Yet God speaks to us in these words of Psalm 46, some beautiful words. We're going to focus in, especially on these words in verse 10. Let's read these words together. Let go of your concerns. Stop for a second. Did you do that? How many of you are still holding on to those? Okay, let's, let, now I want you, you're holding on tight, you got to let go. Read it again. Let go of your concerns, then you will know that I am God, I rule the nations, I rule the earth. Is it easy to let go of your concerns? I mean, unless you are somebody unique, I think human, to be human, means we often clutch those concerns. We try to control them. We try to have a sense of certainty in our life when we hold on to these things. And yet what God says to us is let go of these concerns. Now, if you're familiar with Psalm 46, some of you may be. This is the same psalm that inspired and influenced Martin Luther. Not Martin Luther King Jr., the guy that was a change agent for us here in the United States with racial justice. But Martin Luther, a German monk who lived a little over 500 years ago. You know, like, like little funky hat and hair to do they'd have and a robe. You know, he, in the uncertainties that he had in his life, in the uncertainties of his future, were reflected on these words of Psalm 46. And from that, he wrote a hymn that, especially in our Lutheran circles, we know. Many of us know, maybe. And that's, a mighty fortress is our God. God is a mighty fortress. God is a safe place for us in the midst of the chaos and the uncertainty of this world. Because with all the uncertainties that we have so often, too, they're tied in with money, with our relationship with money and a relationship with God. 
those uncertainties. That's verse 10 there. We often hear those words. You may be more familiar with the translation that says, be still and know that I'm God. That's not a bad translation, but I, I like this translation we used uh, this morning better because I think it better clarifies what the Hebrew language is saying here. Because when I get the sense of be still, I get the sense I'm just supposed to sit, you know, maybe in, along the beach in a lounge chair with some refreshments, you know, beautiful sunrise or sunset. It's peaceful. It's quiet. Just, just be still and relax. And while that is definitely part of that, much more part of the language of this psalm is you're clutching on to these things and life that concern you. You're trying to control them and hold them. But you need to let go of those concerns. And trust me, God says. Rely on my strength. You know, and this psalm, which is, is written, you know, and it, boy, this psalm makes so much more visual imagery in the midst of what we're seeing on the news and social media today in Ukraine. The imagery of those who sang this psalm was that of a city being besieged. You know, cities that, back in those days that have walls and, you know, they would sometimes be surrounded by an army and they would be besieged. And if they could, you know, they would hold out until the army finally gave up. And if they happened to have like a river flowing through it, that's the imagery we have of the city, that they would have life. And from that they could have, of course, water, maybe have fish, you know, they could continue to water their plants within the walls of the city, and they could hold out. Of course, the city that ultimately is being described here is, is the city of God. It's, it's heaven. It's saying that all these things, chaos and uncertainties, and unparalleled, 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 I don't know how to say it, unparalleled with this world, the unprecedented events and moments in this life, that they cannot besiege the city of God. And see, we are citizens of this city. And even though it may seem like things around us are falling apart, as it gets this visual image of the mountains collapsing into the seas, and the seas are in turmoil and uproar, that we have a God who is always there. A God who is present with us, always. A God who offers us his love. See, Psalm 46 brings clarity into our lives. It brings clarity into our uncertainties. Because here's the truth. Clarity in what God offers. Clarity in what God offers can overpower the uncertainty of life's obstacles. What does God offer? Well, we look at Psalm 46, we, we look at Scripture, what does God offer? God offers us His love, God offers us His presence. God offers us this truth, that no matter how uncertain this world seems, no matter how uncertain your life seems right now, God loves you, and God is with you. God loves you and is with you. No matter what the uncertainties of this world scream out at us. No matter how much we try to hold on to those concerns we have in this life. The invitation we have from our God is to let go of those concerns and to trust Him. To trust His love and His presence. And of course that love and presence ultimately is shown to us in Jesus. The certainty that we have, and we're going up to the celebration of that certainty in just a matter of Sundays here, is in the death 
of his son Jesus and his resurrection. The certainty that we have a God who loves us. The God who is with us. That even though this world may be tumultuous and uncertain, we can be certain of this. It's not a promise that God will remove our debts, that God will just magically bring peace into this world, but in the midst of all of that, he is with us and he loves us. That's the clarity that God gives us in the midst of our uncertainties. So I think there are uncertainty practices that we can put into place as we reflect on these things in life. Uncertainty practices. There's three of them. Here's the first one. Uncertainty practice number one. It's like a mouthful. We can take our fear and anxiety to God. He can handle it. He invites us to do that. You know, to cast all of our worries, all of our concerns to him. Let's read together Psalm 46, verses 1 and 2, the first portions of this psalm. Read with me. God is our refuge and strength, a help always near in times of great trouble. That's why we don't be afraid. God is our refuge. He is your refuge and strength. That's why we don't have to be afraid. We won't be afraid. Because God is our refuge and strength. Uncertainty practice number two. We can recognize our dependence on God. I know that sounds maybe counterproductive, but that's really what we hear in verse 10. Is again, let go of your concerns and know that we depend on God. That he cares for us. Matthew Chapter 6, there's this conversation Jesus is having with his disciples. This is where he says, you know, the birds of the air, they don't worry. The, the you know, lilies in the field, they don't worry. They're, they're taken care of. God will take care of you. And ultimately, we realize that we depend on God. Let's read Matthew 6, 22 together. 32 together, sorry. Everyone is concerned about these things, and your heavenly Father certainly knows you need all of them. It's not a promise that God is going to provide us, you know, a steak dinner but it's a promise that he knows our needs, that he does provide for us. And that's what we pray, as we'll often pray here this morning in the Lord's Prayer, give us this day our daily bread. Not just bread, but all that we need. And we trust you, God, to provide for us. Uncertainty practice number three. We can be generous to others just as God has been generous to us. I know in the midst of financial uncertainty, that just seems like that counter intuitive. Yet part of growing in Jesus and sharing his love is saying, how can we share his love? How can we be both willing and able when I feel like maybe my finances are a little bit tight? Part of that is helping us to see creatively how we can be both willing and able. Because it's not just money, but it's our time and our energy. That, that is our, our finances of this world. It's not just money, but it's time and, and energy. So we hear from 1 John 3.18, and these beautiful words the Apostle John writes. Let me read together. Dear children, we must show love through actions that are sincere, not merely by talking about it. So actions, those actions could be a financial action. Sometimes they are a, you know, time action. Sometimes they are an energy action. But we do this with sincerity. We do this to express the love that God has for us in Jesus. You know, again, as we talk about the uncertainties of this world, the uncertainties of this world will always be with us because we live in a world that is broken by sin. Sometimes it's things that we've done ourselves. Sometimes it's things outside of our control. But we find strength, we find clarity in our God and his promises. Again, the clarity in what God offers. 
can overpower the uncertainty of life's obstacles. Those concerns that you and I face. So if we're going to be out growing in Jesus and sharing his love, I'm going to give you a challenge. Because again, in the Psalms, there were three sailors. One, I encourage you, go and read Psalm 46. Especially if you feel really anxious right now with things going on in your life and the world. Read it in a translation that maybe you're not as familiar with. Read it in multiple translations. Because sometimes it gives you some aha moments. But read Psalm 46. It would take you, Bob, how long did it take you to read that? Less than a minute. Less than a minute. As long as it's on the screen, Bob said. <laughs> but to read that and reflect on those words, and as you reflect on those words, then, then ask yourself this question, ponder this question here. What uncertainties do you need to let go so that you can hold on to the clarity God offers? And that clarity is in Jesus. That clarity is the certainty of his love and his presence. Let's pray. Gracious God, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of clarity that you give to us, the clarity in the uncertainties of this world and this life, the clarity of your love and forgiveness for us in Jesus, for your presence with us in each and every moment. Lord, as we deal with uncertainties, help us to find our certainty in you, Jesus. We pray this in your name. Amen. For more information about Holy Savior, including service times and location, please visit holysavior.org. Thanks for listening, and until next time, God bless.